0: Welcome to 2023. We're going to um, need all my guys back here to focus on me. We're going to change up here a little bit. I just felt the Lord want us to move into communion first. And so we're going to just do that. It shouldn't change the way the end of the service goes, although I'm not really in charge here. The Lord is. Hallelujah. But before we go down that road, I certainly just, uh, it's good to see everybody here. And I certainly want to welcome uh, my daughter, Emily, and her husband, Blake, and our new grandson, Jordy, who are here from Wisconsin, the land of cheese, as I've learned. And so you could tell this morning, just by some of the announcements and the songs and everything, that the Lord is really focusing on or wanting us to focus on um, prayer and connecting with him, at least in the early part of this year. And so if you would, everybody should have, there's probably a lot of things at your chair today, but I want you to just go ahead and let's let's take communion together. I'm just sensing, sorry team for changing this up, but I just really felt like the Lord is wanting us to kind of just set the tone uh, with this service in moving in communion. You know, it says in Luke 22 just a couple of verses 19 and 20 it says he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying this is my body which is given to you do this in remembrance of me. And likewise he also took the cup after supper saying this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you. And, you know, I know we've got our kids with us today. Everybody's in the same service today, and, you know, I just want to talk to those who would normally be in children's church today. Do you guys have communion in your hands? And so we don't always know everything that Jesus did for us on the cross, right? Communion is not about knowing everything he did for us, What I love about Jesus is he invites us to get the benefit of all heaven if we just follow him and the things that he's done. And so whether you fully understand what communion is, or if you just understand that these elements are representative of Jesus and what he did for us, we get the same benefit of what he did on the cross. Somebody's got to say that's good news, right? That he's not asking you to read a 500-page book and take 14 tests to understand what he did for us. What he's saying here is that, listen, when you do this, take this bread, and as you take it, you're taking in all of the things that my body did for you on the cross, the beatings, the, the torture, The suffering, the nails, the scars, I did that all for you because we couldn't do it for ourselves. Unless you think that you can work your way to heaven, and if you do, I'd like to ask you to change your mind on that. You can't be good enough to get to heaven. You can't be. And I'm glad that you're trying to be good, but don't make the mistake of thinking that if you're good, you can stay separate from Jesus. And so let's take this wafer together and let's put it in our hands. And let's just bow our heads and just take a moment and just thank the Lord for what he's about to apply to our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take it together. And this juice washes away our sins. Man, how I love it. How I love the blood of Jesus applied to me. How I love the idea, the understanding, the knowledge, the truth that I can't work my way to a place of grace, or work myself to a place before the Father, the only way that we are able to go before God is through Jesus' blood. Jesus says, I'm the only way. There's not multiple ways. Now, there's multiple ways to get to Jesus, but there's not multiple ways to get to the Father. It's only through him. And so when he dripped his blood out for us, he was washing away all the sins that we confess before him. And I just believe that the Lord just wants us to settle that with him before we go any further in this service, that his blood is applied to you and I. So I don't want anybody to speak out. We're just going to bow our heads, but I just wonder how many things would you like Jesus's blood to be applied to you right now? Let's just take a moment and just be quiet before the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for making us clean. Let's take this together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, I just can't get over it. I just can't get over it. Jesus washes us clean. I just can't get over it. I am so grateful for it, aren't you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow hey, we just had church. Have a nice day. I do have a few minutes. I just, I want to share something with you because we're preparing to do something maybe you've never done before in the area of fasting. Maybe you've only seen that as an Old Testament thing. But when I read about Jesus and the disciples, and I read about people in the New Testament needing time for fasting and prayer. I think, you know, this is something for us too. And I want you to, you know, if if I say this term growth, growth stimulus, if I say those two words together, what kind of things comes to your mind? Growth stimulus. Now, my search engine gave me about five pages about these two areas. One is economic growth, and the other is physical strength training. And so as we start into 2023, basically what's on the mind of the people in our community is how's my money doing and how's my body doing? Now, if you are going to be on, you don't have to raise your hands. but if you're going to be honest, how many are you thinking, how did my money do last year? And physically, what kind of goals do I want to set for myself? Isn't this the time of year to do that? Yes? Nobody cares? You guys hung over from last night? Where are you at? Right, we're thinking about that. How's my money? How's my body? And what kind of changes do we want to make in order to make those healthier as we go into this year, right? That's, That's kind of a common thing. But this idea of fasting is just as important when it comes to bringing our souls and our spirit into a healthier state. And so Jesus says on a regular basis to us, and the New Testament talks to us on a regular basis in a metaphor of us being some kind of a plant. Has anybody read the Bible? There's two people who have read the Bible. Has anybody read? Hallelujah, there's more. Listen, do do we get this? The Bible talks about us in the form of a plant, that we're producing something, Right? And so we read in Galatians, for instance, Galatians 5.22, and we get a little list of things that we ought to be producing. Have you read this before? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Did we have that on the slide? Set up there? Is it behind me? Oh, perfect. I'm getting the wrong signal. Okay. So just leave this up here for a second. If you were going to pencil, take a pencil, and you were going to circle the things on that list that you know right now that you're producing, what would that look like? Not what you're not producing, but what you are producing. Would you have a couple of those up there? Would the list be lacking a few circles? You could say amen. You could let me know. Fasting is going to impact this, and I'll tell you why that's important. Did I already tell you that nobody gets to heaven without going through Jesus? And when Jesus is going to be the gate and is the gate for us, what he's going to be measuring in each person's life is what kind of fruit did you produce? Paul says there's going to be some that just barely make it into heaven because they had their own agenda. But if we're people of the Spirit and we're following Jesus, you ought to see several of those fruit in your life. And that's a good thing because you're going to see those increase and change. As I look at that list, I kind of can embrace all of them except for the long suffering. Just, that just doesn't sound pleasant to me. And yet, we're living in this world, and there's going to be suffering here. So I want you to think about this. Fasting grows our spirit by training our minds. This isn't about a diet thing. This isn't about, um, you know, uh, weight loss, or it's not about what the stomach is doing. Fasting is all about the mind. And if we're not training the mind, let me tell you what kind of a life that you're living. You're living the type of life that whatever kind of suggestion gets thrown at you, you have the potential of biting it, of going with it. But those with a trained mind, when they're being faced with trials and tribulations or deception or self then the trained mind by the Spirit brings up what the Word of God says about every situation. Do you think that's something that has any kind of value? Now, fasting does have some physical benefits. Just out of curiosity, how many have made fasting a regular part of your life? Okay, there's a couple. See, fasting does a couple of things, even from the Old Testament through. It, it kind of detox us. It breaks chains, as, as Isaiah talks about. It's something that lines us up and declaring a dependency on the Lord. And so we want to move into this with the idea of growing us spiritually and not going into it as a diet or a health fad. Um, And I've heard about that. So let me tell you my experience with fasting is that if you are not keeping your body fairly healthy, a long season of fasting and breaking a fast and fasting and breaking a fast actually weakens your body more than it does before you started to fast. And I'll tell you why. You would like to think that if you're going without food, that your body would begin to consume for calories all the fat that's in your body. And it does a little bit, but it mostly consumes muscle. And so, if you have a lifestyle of fasting and eating and fasting and eating and then not exercising, what you're essentially doing is you're changing the ratio of the fat to muscle in your body and you actually become weaker. And so, it's not a good idea to use fasting as a diet or a weight loss plan, but we need to focus on it, and what it was designed for is that when you feel hungry, you begin to put prayers up before the Lord. Now, I have said, and we've sent this out in our email, Dr. Bill Bright has a little pamphlet about healthy fasting. I mean, you've really got to be careful, especially if you're on any kind of medications. I would just say to you, Please consult your doctor or maybe decide not to fast food, fast something else. But I've got about a dozen of these pamphlets left. If anybody wants one after the service, just come up there and I'll give it to you and read through a healthy way to do it. But I think the benefit of fasting and dependency on God is going to radically change the way you think and how you see Jesus. And it's certainly going to radically change the way the enemy sees you. It's radically going to change your prayer life. You're not going to just say a cursory prayer just because it's the right time for it. You're actually going to pray and see things change and see the Lord shift things in your behalf. How many are tired? don't you don't have to raise your hand, but aren't you tired of prayers that don't work? Aren't you tired of prayers that just have no impact and do not impact the enemy one bit? Yeah, well, fasting changes that. And so let's talk about growing, because in this next season, these couple of weeks here, starting on the ninth, I want us to be thinking about ourselves in the idea of us being a tree or being branches And what exactly we are producing. Friends, listen, I I can't tell you enough. I I mean, if if I've got one note that I sing, it's, it's right here. Please do not assume that your past decisions or your past works is going to credit anything with you and the Lord. If he's asking of you to do something today and you're saying no. If he's leading you into something new and you're rejecting it. Please don't assume that your past days of even successful ministry or encounters with the Lord, Jesus says over and over again, follow me, not accept me here, follow me. And so it's a lifestyle of following the Lord Jesus. And so this type of activity that we take some time out for is to declare to Jesus, Lord, you are even more important to me than food or whatever it is that you plan to fast. And so I thought to myself, I looked on some websites of some um, tree producers. Now, growing up as a farmer, I've got a lot of experience in growing things, but I really thought, This was interesting. Some of the points that these tree producers brought out about um, the types of trees to grow. I'm just going to mention a couple of them. One is, is make sure you buy a tree that's specific to your hardness zone. And I think that's interesting. The trees that I have planted up north, they're not going to work here. The trees that you can grow here don't work up there. You have to understand the ground that you're in. And here's the good news. Wherever the Lord has planted you, Now I know we've got people online with us and you may be around the world or or different parts of the country. Uh, In fact, um, we certainly just want to do a shout out to Pastor Rich and Carissa. They're traveling today. He said he was going to be watching. So I'm I'm going to ask you about this part. But, But wherever you are today, He'll be here next week, so please be praying for them. Safe travels. Um, wherever you are today, God has specifically picked you to grow in the ground that you're in. You have to understand this. You're not, this isn't random. This isn't just happenstance. You just didn't, you know, choose where to be. God specifically Planted you here. Isaiah sixty-one three says we are called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. And so we need to understand that you are exactly where you are designed to grow. Isn't that good news? The other part, and I'm going to just talk about this in a few minutes. They they have a point of buying fast-growing trees, which is an interesting um, uh, description. But the, but the other step I wanted to just share with you is taking steps in the spring to give them a strong boost. And that's exactly what fasting is. Fasting is taking a time when we are going to be uh, um, kind of, you know, (sighs) suffering our souls a little bit um, for the purposes of connecting and hearing Jesus in new ways. And it's not easy. I mean, and you're going to find out pretty quick that it's not about the stomach at all. It's all about the mind. I think I mentioned this before. If you're going to decide to maybe take breakfast and lunch or something on a Tuesday and you're going to fast, I guarantee you, Monday night after dinner, about an hour after dinner, your stomach's going to start growling like, oh, am I hungry? How could it be hungry you just ate? It's because the mind is in charge. And the enemy knows that, which is why he is working hard to steal our minds. And so fasting is a time where we are deciding to do something to connect deeper with Jesus. And so I want to read this one passage to you. It's out of Luke 13. Jesus is talking here, but I'm going to read it in the contemporary version of the message. In verse 6, it says this. Then he told him a story. A man apple tree planted in his front yard. He came to it expecting to find apples, but there weren't any. And he said to his gardener, what's going on here? For three years now, I've come to this tree expecting apples, and not one apple have I found. Chop it down. Why waste good ground with it any longer? The gardener said, let's give it another year. I'll dig around it and fertilize, and maybe it will produce next year. If it doesn't, then chop it down. I don't want to be that tree (laughs) I mean I know with healthy trees there's a pruning and that's kind of another story I'm not going to preach on that that can be painful in itself but I'm just talking about overall being a tree of the Lord that is producing nothing and coming to a place where the master says I'm done with it pluck it out of the ground and throw it in a fire Ben, there's just still something about that that just kind of shakes in my soul. Doesn't it with you? You know, there's an actual hell. There's an actual hell. In fact, I tell people all the time, the people that are there right now would love to be in your place today. Do you understand that? It's it's there and it's a place to avoid. And and yet that's not the end of suffering. How many know what's next for them? It's a lake of fire after the judgment. That's a terrible place. And we want to avoid that. (laughs) I'm glad there's a few of us that want to avoid that. I want us to run hard to Jesus and hold on to him. Because he's the only way. And I want you to think again that fasting grows our spirit by training our minds. And I want us to be healthy trees that are producing the fruit of the spirit. Now, what's interesting about this, picking a fast-growing tree, I, I just thought I've seen this before. I've never actually done this. But in some tree growers, what they will do, and this isn't just for trees. I've seen this done on plants, too. But what they'll do is they'll take a healthy top of a tree and they'll marry it to a healthier root ball. For instance, red delicious apples are known to be very disease resistant. And so they'll take a tree like a Honeycrisp apple and they'll take the top part off and they'll marry that to the red delicious root ball so that it will be healthier and stronger to produce the best fruit. So the fastest growing trees are those that have been grafted onto a healthy tree root ball. Now what does that remind some of you of? Doesn't it remind us of John fifteen five? Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. That's a very different definition of Christianity than just raising your hand in a church service or being water baptized. Yeah, see, I put in my notes right here, the church will get real quiet right here. Jesus didn't go to the cross for some kind of a theological or sign on the line lawyer's document on, okay, now that you're saved. Jesus went to the cross so that he can have a relationship with you and we can have a relationship with him, that we can cry to him and talk to him and call on him and ask him and and bring all life's issues to him and ask him, what are we going to do? How's this going to happen? And he loves the interaction with us. He really does love doing life with you and I. He's not distant. He's not separate. He's not some mean guy who's watching the clock and saying, okay, well, a few more hours and then boom. He's not doing any of that. He's not enjoying suffering. In fact, so much so he decided to suffer greatly for you and I. And even today is suffering in with us. You may not think about that, do you? You know, the very things that you're being exposed to, so is he. Well, how is that possible? Well, the word of God isn't a liar. It says that when you open the door to me, I'm going to come into you. The father's going to come into you. The spirit's going to come into you and we're going to abide in you. So if he's abiding in me, don't you think he's experiencing the same things I'm experiencing? Well, that's a new thought for some of you. I share that to you so that you understand that the Lord wants to have life with you every single day. And I got to tell you, he's not willing to share you with anything. And so when we put all these things in front of him, the Lord is going, okay. Okay. Talk about long suffering. Talk about kind. Talk about merciful. 70 times 7, the Lord said he'd forgive us in one day. That's that's a lot. I've probably pushed the limits on that a few times. Fasting is a way of connecting with Jesus that nothing can do. Nothing can do. I don't have time. I, 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 I just don't have time to talk to you about all the spiritual things that will take place in your life. I don't have time to talk about all the benefits that are going to happen as a church body. Do you know we have more than enough people in this room right now to change all of Fort Worth for the power of God? We have more than enough. That if there's a handful of people that will take Jesus on, (laughs) that's the way I like to talk about it too. (laughs) Because he belongs to me. I love him. I've got him. I'm not letting go of him. And so, him and I, we're walking through life together. But if there's just a few people that will call on Jesus together, the things that are going to take place and change will be off the hook. And so, we're going to start something on the 9th. You've been seeing the advertisements for it. We're going to take 21 days. And we're going to, and I'm, just to be clear, I'm not asking anybody to fast for 21 days. What I'm asking us to do as a church is if you would take some time, a few meals, if you're experienced in fasting, take a few days and separate yourself for the things of the Lord. Now next week Pastor Rich and I we're going to talk about these prayer guides. I want you to at your seat right now, you should have two pieces of paper or two little flyers. One of them is a prayer guide. Does anybody everybody have this, a prayer guide? And this is just a suggestion on how to pray for whatever days that you may be fasting. And so I'm going to just ask you to take that and put that somewhere. The other card is it's got a a perforation in the middle and it's top and bottom is the same thing. What we're going to ask you to do is is consider what days that you may fast, whatever that might be. I don't need to know if it's food or if it's social media or if it's whatever it is. And just mark those days on the top card and then mark the exact same days on the bottom card. And if you would, take the bottom card where it says your name and email and bring that in either next week or you could fill it out today and drop it in one of the um, uh, offering uh, boxes around the the room. And what we're going to do is we're gonna make a tally of the days fasting and I absolutely believe that we're going to be able to fast and pray for 365 days for the entire year of 2023. Wow, that was weak. Yeah, we're going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, this is easy. This is easy. What's the battle that you're battling right now is right here. Should I do it? Why should I do it? Is the Lord requiring it of me? Does this matter with my salvation? Well, I'd like to say yes to all that. Because if we're not moving with the things of the Lord, that we're moving away from Him, there's no third option. And so what I say to folks, and I've been leading people in fasting for almost 30 years. And what I say to them is, Start out small if you've never fasted before and give yourself three attempts to make it work because in most cases you'll fail the first time and you may fail the second time but a third time you'll probably get it and so pick a day pick a meal do something in the first week let's say you're going to fast again breakfast and lunch or something on Tuesday. Do that for the other two Tuesdays that are a part of this three weeks. Whatever you do in the first week, do it in the next two weeks. And see what the Lord does on your behalf. See what your ears get opened up to. See what new life that you begin to experience See the things and hear the things that the Lord wants to share with you about secrets, about what he's doing on the planet, what he's doing in the White House, what he's doing in the country, what he's doing in your soul, to take time away and to hear and to experience the spirit like you've never experienced. Some of you have never experienced what it feels like to just get the toxins out of your body your mind begins to clear your hearing begins to clear it's it's just an amazing thing some of the long term fasts i've done it's real it's around day 3 or day 4 the body just goes and shuts down you don't get hungry anymore it's it's a really strange thing and it's probably one of the most dangerous times because you feel like you could run a marathon but don't. <laughs> in fact, I would say to you, if I'm, I'm speaking to those who are experienced people in fasting, you're going to have to build some time. I used to, when I was at General Motors, I used to take my whole vacation time just for fasting because I couldn't do it while I was at work. It was the, the workload was just too strenuous on my body. But I just want you to, but if, if you kind of just do a couple of days or just a few meals, You'll be able to navigate this, but you'll most likely stay hungry for about three days. But if you go beyond that, you'll start to feel that break loose. The things that God will reveal during that time, who he is, how he feels about you. And don't get surprised if he is so enamored with you that a couple of times during the night, he just starts, hey, can you get up? I want to talk to you. How many have ever been waking up by the Lord? Sometimes it's a little irritating because you just want to sleep, but he just so much wants to engage with you. The dreams, the visions, all the things that the Lord promises followers of him can experience. Some of you need to do that and to really know who Jesus is in your life. Friends, 2023, this isn't very prophetic, but 2023 is going to bring about another group of change that we're not prepared for. That's not very prophetic. But followers of Jesus, when they know it's coming from him, will surrender quick, fast, in a hurry and say, Lord, I'm going to go with you versus taking your ball and going home. Or what we're seeing in the church today at an unprecedented rate where members of the church, including clergy, are changing theology to fit their culture. What a dangerous precedent that is. But the enemy knows if he can get your mind, then he could talk you out of reading the word of God And everything else then begins to be compromised in your life. And so that's why I love this time in January, the beginning of the year, to try to help detox and get rid of all the stuff that maybe as we build up, the things that we've embraced, to hear the Holy Spirit say, I want you to think about this or let's move into this something new. I want to be a follower of Jesus. Do you? I want to follow him. I want to have his name on me. I want to be marked by him. I want to walk into the room and have every demon know that I belong to Jesus. I want to walk into a grocery store or a business and have every demon in there know that I belong to Jesus. I want to get into my quiet time and my prayer time and actually see answered prayer. For my family, and for me, and for things, and for the church. I want to see things change. I don't want to just go through a ritual and go, okay, I I stamped my card for today. Those that get called home in the rapture are only those who stayed close to Jesus. There is going to be a huge group of people on the planet who attended church on a regular basis, who the Lord didn't call home because they were doing their own thing. And the Matthew 7 people, and I've said this before, the Matthew 7 people are the people who said, yeah, but Lord, we fed the hungry and clothed the poor, and we built homes for people, and, and I visited people in prisons, and Lord, we did all this in your name, and the Lord looks at them and says, depart from me, you who do iniquity, I never knew you, and it's a word, and it's, it, it should send a chill in you, there's a way to follow Jesus based on your own merit, and the Lord says, that doesn't work with me. And so I'll say to people, we're raising up a prayer team, and I'm so excited about the answered prayer that's taking place in there, but they're already hearing it for me. I'll say to them on a regular basis, What's the Lord saying to you? And if He's not saying something to you, then it means that your hearing has been dulled. Let's get that thing fixed because the Lord's speaking to us about everything. <laughs> I love this journey. Can we put that Galatians 5 passage back up? Look at this. These ought to be seen in every person who calls themselves a Christian. I've experienced that here with you since we've been here. These fruits are here, and I'm grateful for that. But there's that whole 40 years in the desert scene with the Lord. The manna of yesterday doesn't work today. Anybody ever read that? Okay, if you haven't read it, trust me, it's in the Bible, All right every day the lord asks them to come and get what they need for today. And so I know I make this pitch pretty strong, but the benefit and the testimonies that we're about to hear as we move through this are going to be exciting. And so again, next week Pastor Rich and I will talk about the prayer guide and we're just you'll hear from him too. If you already know because we've been advertising, if you already know what you would like to do. Fast wise, just go ahead and fill a card out and put it in or bring it with you next week. Put it someplace where it's a reminder and give yourself some grace. All right, the flesh is strong and uh, we need seasons like this for us to kind of wrestle this down. This is usually not a time of Great shouting and joy. (laughs) But I'm so excited about what's about to break loose here at Bethel. And I know something about the Lord, too. We're never ready for his changes. Ever. How many are looking back 12 months ago and thinking, boy, I didn't think I'd be where I'm at today. I wonder what 12 months from now will look like for us. Let me just close in prayer. Our worship team is going to come back up and close us in one more song. But I just want to pray right now. And I'm going to continue to pray. Those who will take on this fasting challenge, if I have your name and your dates, I'll be praying for you on those days. Again, you don't have to give me a lot of details on what you're doing. We just want to gather these all up and see what we're going to do as a church. But I just want to pray right now for strength. If, if, that's, if this is something that you know that the Lord's calling you to, and you're wondering, how will I ever do it? I just want you to raise up your hand, and I'm going to pray strength over you. And not new will, but I'm going to pray that there's a joy of the Lord that comes upon you to call on him and to interact with him in a new way. So if you would like that, just extend your hand to me as I extend my hand to you. Lord, I just pray for all these hands that are up right now. Lord, and I ask, Lord, that your joy, Lord, the joy of following you, Lord, would just overwhelm our souls right now in this place. And Lord, Holy Spirit, would you begin to speak to each one of us in wisdom and invite us to do something new with you, that our walk with Jesus would radically change in 2023. Lord, that you would be glorified. And we thank you, oh God, for your mercy. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Hey, thank you again for joining us. We hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. And it doesn't have to end there. If you want to find last week's sermon, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, or you can listen to us on the audio podcast. You can let us know if you'd like to be further connected in a life group. But let me go ahead and pray as we close and say, God, thank you for being with us, Lord God. Thank you for helping us to carry your words, Lord God, and change our lives, Lord. Help us to carry your love to those around us. And we thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and thank you for being a part. We hope to see you soon.